Now you don't have to stay linked to your desktop or laptop. Take Voice America on the go and listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. The following program is being brought to you on the 7th Wave Network. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit 7thWaveNetwork.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. What in your life needs to heal? Is it something in your body? Is it in your thoughts or your feelings? Welcome to the Empowered Healer Show with your host, Dr. Susan Allison. Our program will present healing methods and ideas to help you change the challenging parts of your life and support the people who mean the most to you. Now, here is Dr. Susan Allison. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Empowered Healer Show. I'm Dr. Susan Allison, and I'm so glad that you're all here. You're going to love the show today with author and change maker William Gladstone, who will tell you about his new book, The Golden Motorcycle Gang. If you missed my previous interview with Bill about his novel, The Twelve, just go to my host page and you can listen to the archive show. But before Bill joins us, I'd like to honor someone who is in my Golden Motorcycle Gang, or Soul Family. Her name is Helen Jo Smith, and today she would be 105 if she were still living. But she transitioned a few years ago at 98. She was one of my greatest mentors, and she helped me realize never to give up my passion and my mission. And in her life, she nearly died from several things like a tubular pregnancy, breast cancer, heart disease. And at the end of her life, she was blind and bedridden, but she still gave hands-on healings to anyone who came to see her. What would happen is you would walk in the door and she would feel your energy and she would know just where to work on you. And you'd go to her bedside and she'd put her hands on you and you felt better and healed, you know, it instantly practically. And I saw her perform so many miracles in her life. Uh, one time someone who came in who couldn't see, she, the person could see after one session with Helen Joe and, uh, helping children who had club feet not have to have surgery and she was an absolute angel and I still feel her spirit and she is still on a spirit level in my own golden motorcycle gang. So today you're going to hear more about finding your own gang from Bill Gladstone who has had an amazing and inspiring life. Bill is best known for authoring his international bestseller The Twelve and now for co-authoring The Golden Motorcycle Gang with world-famous Jack Canfield, who wrote the Chicken Soup for the Soul series that I'm sure you've heard of. Often what Bill writes about comes from real-life experience, traveling the world, doing field work in South America, Europe, and Asia to uncover the mysteries and prophecies about 2012. 
Today on the show, Bill will explain how the Golden Motorcycle Gang is really a metaphor about our lives. And he'll talk about the meaning of 2012 as well as synchronicity and visionary experience and so on. Most importantly, he's going to talk about how vital it is for us to be happy, how we can awaken to our highest calling, and we can create a harmonious planet. So, hi, Bill. So glad to have you back. Well, it's great to be back on your show, and uh, I do think that your show is an inspiration to everyone who listens to it, and very much you are part of the Golden Motorcycle Gang. Um, as you uh, introduced me, what you were saying was absolutely correct. The Golden Motorcycle Gang is a metaphor, and it's a metaphor for everyone who feels that they are here for a reason. And in reality, we're all here for a reason, and I'm not just talking about a small reason. We're all part of what is known as unity consciousness. We are all one at the highest level, and as one, we each have a role to play in bringing the awareness that at its highest level really contains the solutions for all of the small and large problems of the universe. And so, you know, just thank you for being part of the gang, and, you know, I'm here to you know, answer any questions that you or you think your listeners might have about, you know, why I wrote this book and what we hope to achieve. Fantastic. I think it'd be interesting to tell them sort of what inspired you to write it in terms of the collaboration that happened and um, maybe just give folks an idea of sort of how this book came about. Well, like a lot of great things that, that occur in the universe and in our own lives, it wasn't by my design. Mm-hmm. I mean, that may sound odd. I mean, I did do most of the writing of the book. How could I not have designed it? Well, what actually happened, I had met Jack Canfield, oh, about 20 years ago. We were both speakers at a conference, and I was very impressed with Jack. At that time, it was just before the Chicken Soup for the Soul books had hit, so he wasn't particularly famous, but he was very heartfelt, and he actually was teaching an exercise on self-esteem, which is uh, a subject matter that he was a ex- world expert on, still is a world expert on. And it was just so gentle and effective the way he was teaching people how they could improve their own sense of self-esteem. That mm. I bonded with Jack then, and we became friends. And even though uh, I didn't become his literary agent because he didn't need a literary agent with the success of the Chicken Soup for the Soul books, it just you know sold millions and millions of copies, and he just did a couple of hundred titles with the same publisher. Um, we did stay in touch, and I would see him occasionally at his home in Santa Barbara. And one time when I was visiting, we were out to dinner, and he. I, I had told him about my experience. I'd had a near-death experience when I was a young man, and he told me about an experience that he had had that was somewhat similar, and that experience really was the story of the Golden Motorcycle Gang. And mm-hmm. I was really taken by the story because when you read the book, you'll, you'll see that there's different levels to the story. On, on one level, it's just you know kind of like a vision, and you don't have to think of it any more than you know, a passing daydream. But mm-hmm. for me... It really struck me that this was probably literally a true story in terms of Jack's soul. And so I was very taken with the story. And every time I would see Jack, I would say, so, Jack, have you thought about turning that gold motorcycle gang story into a book? <laughs> and he would just look at me and say, Bill, you have no idea how busy I am. we got another dozen chicken soup for the soul books to get out. <laughs> I don't have time for that. And, and who really is going to be interested? I, said, I think a lot of people. So anyway, about... Two years ago, when we were making our film Tapping the Source, um, 
Jack agreed to appear in the film. And so we went to his home and we interviewed him and videoed him and it was all great. And sure enough, at the end of the interview, I couldn't help myself. I said, so Jack, what do you think about the Golden Motorcycle Gang? Have you gotten around to it yet as a book? And he looks at me and says, wait. And he goes into his office and comes back. And he hands me a small, and I have it right on my desk right now, golden motorcycle gang that's actually also a clock. It was just a novelty item. He said, I found a, uh, I was at a flea market in Arizona. I found two dozen of these, a whole case, and I bought them up on the spot, and I've been giving them out to everyone that I think may have been a member of the original golden motorcycle gang. Wow. And I know that you're definitely one of the gang, so here's uh, a... a clock for you and so he handed me one and I said well that's great but I still think we should turn this into a book I I just don't have the time and I said well I'm not thinking about a big book check a nice little children's book he says well what do I have to do I said I've got a guy who writes children's books one hour on the phone you just tell him the story he'll write the book well an hour okay so I arranged with a good friend of mine former publisher of Hampton Roads who's now a children's book author Bob Friedman Mm-hmm. who had written the uh, Milton's Secret book with Eckhart Tolle. And um, Bob's all excited. I'd love to do this book with Jack. So we get on the phone. He takes the notes, and he writes a little book. And Bob's idea of a children's book is a 1,500-word book with pictures. Mm-hmm. So I take it over to my good friend, Reed Tracy, at Hay House. Reed's the CEO. And we've done lots of books together. And he says, oh, yeah, Jack Cantor. I'd love to do a book with Jack. Um, what's the book? And I show it to him, and he says, Oh, Bill, we do do children's books, but YA books, you know, they've got to be at least 15,000 words. We don't do picture books. Mm. I said, oh, too bad. So I called up Bob, and I said, Bob, could you do 15,000 words? No, I don't write, for, you know, that's too long. So I'm about to call Jack and say, oh, Jack, it's just not going to happen. When I say to myself, 15,000 words? I'm a novelist. I can write 15,000 words and piece of cake. I'll just do it myself. So I call up Jack and I said, Jack, they, they want a bigger book, so I'm going to write it instead of Bob. Um, I might need another couple of hours on the phone with you. Is that okay? Sure, Bill, no problem. We'll do it. So I go ahead and write up the proposal in the first five or six chapters of the book. I had enough information. And I send it over to Reed. And he says, yeah, we can do this. And we enter a contract. Then... Things took a, a turn that I hadn't anticipated. Jack's life became even busier. He ended up with a lot of family obligations that were unexpected. And I was left more or less on my own for about three months to try to finish the book. Mm. And, of course, I didn't have enough information. So I was over in uh, Kauai on vacation, and the deadline was fast approaching. It was Christmas time, and I think our deadline was January 1st. And so I still couldn't get hold of Jack, but I had remembered that Jack had had Barbara Marks Hubbard's 80th birthday party, had hosted it at his home, and that Jack had always felt Barbara had been an important mentor for him. And so I realized that my own interest in 2012 and Barbara's interest in 2012 and Jack's sense of himself as someone who has come to planet Earth as a teacher were all connected. So I kind of just took a leap of faith and wrote, finished the first draft of the book, tying in Barbara Marks Hubbard's story to Jack's story. Because when you read The Golden Motorcycle Gang, what you'll discover is it's on one level Jack's autobiography. But it's an autobiography with a difference because what we've done is we've found a way to make sense out of what 
on the surface seems like just random events in Jack's life or on a middle level events that led to Jack's own personal success. But what we really see with the context that sort of just came to me was that there's a higher purpose to everything that Jack's been doing that links to the higher purpose of my own life and Barbara's life and that of everyone else in the Golden Motorcycle Gang. So that's the way the book came about. And, of course, I needed to go back, and fortunately Jack's personal uh, urgencies and, and time commitments lessened up, and so we were able to do a complete second draft together, and Jack was able to give me the kind of time and help me with the rewrite, which produced the book that is now available in the stores. But So even the writing of the book was a series of synchronicities yeah. and accidents and letting go and not having this preconceived idea of, oh, let's get together and create this yeah. great commercial project and da-da-da-da-da. And my own experience, representing many authors beyond just my own writing, is that the really great books come about that way. They're not, oh, let's take advantage of an opportunity and make some money. And those opportunities sometimes pan out and sometimes don't. But when you just allow the universe to direct what you're doing and yep. let go of your own personal agenda is when, you know, magic happens. Yep, no, I totally agree with you. And you both see that magic in Jack's life story. And, and for those of you who haven't read the book, the very first half of the book is, is Jack's life story. You see the synchronicities there and then obviously the synchronicities in doing the project, uh, at all. Mm-hmm. And one of my favorite scenes is when you and Jack and Barbara are sitting, I believe, at lunch, but you're sitting and you're talking about all this and it's, it's beautifully done because the themes of the book are presented, but it's presented in a way where the three of you are there um, just talking as, as deep friends and members of the gang. And so people are in for a treat to read it. Um, we have to take a break, and um, we will be right back with William Gladstone and the Golden Motorcycle Gang. And we'll talk about how you are part of the gang as well. We'll be right back. The Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Join Patricia Raskin, the host of Positive Living on VoiceAmerica.com, Monday, 11 Pacific. This program brings you practical and inspiring principles for living a more authentic, engaging, and passionate life. Patricia's guests will give you a formula for connecting, giving, forgiving, and miraculous living. So tune in and call to Positive Living, Mondays at 11 Pacific Time, right here on VoiceAmerica.com. Dr. Susan Allison is available online, by phone, and in person to help you heal whatever is no longer working in your life. You can go to her website at www.empoweredhealer.com or call her toll-free at 866-268-2121. Dr. Allison also has CDs and DVDs available on her website to empower you even more. You can listen to her voice guide you through meditations, visualizations, and exercises from her book, Empowered Healer. Her powerful book is available from Amazon, Barnes & Noble, Balboa Press, and from local bookstores. Begin today to gain the confidence, power, and ability to heal yourself. Visit EmpoweredHealer.com or call 866-268-2121. 
sitting here with Ariel and Shia Kane is an ordinary person's guide to modern-day enlightenment. This show is an exciting exploration, which opens the door to living in the moment. Don't miss being here. Tune in every Wednesday at 9 a.m. Pacific, 12 noon Eastern, with Ariel and Shia Kane right here on the 7th Wave Network. Be the change. The 7th Wave Channel on the Voice America Network. We are held in the hands of the goddess. We are held, we are held, we are held. You are tuned in to the Empowered Healer Show with Dr. Susan Allison. If you wish to speak to Dr. Allison or her guests this week, please call into the program at 1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. Or you can send an email to the Empowered Healer at Comcast.net. Now, back to the program. Welcome back, everyone, to the Empowered Healer Show. And we are having a great discussion with Bill Gladstone, author of The Twelve and The Golden Motorcycle Gang. And we've already talked about The Twelve. And if you missed it, please uh, go ahead and, and go to my host page at Voice America, Seventh Wave Network, Empowered Healer Show, and listen to that interview that I did with Bill about The Twelve. And, in fact, Bill, I actually wanted to have you... Talk about the similarities between the two books, The Twelve and The Golden Motorcycle Gang, because that actually was one of the things that fascinated me the most. Well, the main similarity is both books have a similar structure in that the first half of each book is literally true. There's nothing in the first part of The Twelve or The Golden Motorcycle Gang that didn't actually happen. Mm. Now, the time sequence may have been changed a little bit, but even that is mostly on the same timeline. And in the novel, The Twelve, I was encouraged and did change all the names of the people. In Jack's case, for the Golden Motorcycle Gang, we didn't even change any names. They're all literally the real people. Mm -hmm. And then what happened in each novel is almost, (laughs) I don't know how to say this, by divine intervention, um, the bigger context of the purpose of my own life, which was, is the basis of the main character in The Twelve, and of Jack's life, the basis for the Gold Motorcycle Gang, was revealed to us in a way that made sense out of the, the factual part of our lives in a way that neither of us had really anticipated. Mm-hmm. And the, the bigger picture that links both of them is really about time, because we both have this sense of urgency that the world is at a tipping point, if you will. The tipping yep. point is not just an ecological tipping point, um, but it's really a tipping point in consciousness. Things are quickening. People call it a quickening. A quickening is when everything speeds up. Yep. And most aware people, and many people who aren't aware even, are sensing this quickening. Things are changing. Things that you would think would take years to happen or taking days. Um, We're really seeing transformations that are are unexpected. So both Jack and I feel that this is a time for people to start paying attention. And Barbara Marks Hubbard, who is really a mentor to both of us, 
and she has honed in on December 22nd, 2012, as the birthday for the new consciousness, for the new earth, if you will. Mm-hmm. And my own experience is that this is a very special time in the universe, not just on planet Earth. Something major is going on. And the Mayans had some inkling of these things. The Mayans were talking about the change of a cycle, of a 26,000-year cycle. They weren't talking about the end of the physical world. The end of a cycle is the end of the world, but it's the end of the world in the same way that a river is never the same. I mean, a river is always moving. We're always progressing. We're always evolving. So one day is never exactly like the day before. But we do reach bends in the river, if you will, and changes of scenery, changes of of inclination in the river. And we also reach similar changes in the evolution of our planet, of our galaxy, of our entire universe. And of course, this evolution is mirrored in the growth and progress that each of us makes as an individual in our own knowingness of who we really are and what we're really connected to. The beauty of life is that life is constantly changing. It's also the challenge. As individuals, we often resist change, and there's aspects of change which are not pleasant. In the case of the human body, of course, you know, a 90-year-old body is not as spry, is not able to do as many things as a 19-year-old body. And, of course, you know, all things being equal, you know, if we could have the wisdom of the 90-year-old and the body of a 19-year-old, that would be the ideal. And yes. if I ever get a chance to create a new set of universal structures, I'm going to do something along those lines. But at the present time, I don't have such powers. <laughs> I like that idea. Uh, you know, one thing that I, I really liked in the 12 is... Um, you know, it's not really, it, it's not a time of doom and gloom as some, you know, people have predicted about 2012. Mm-hmm. But you do say in the 12, in the very beginning, that there is a choice here. Mm-hmm. That, that there could be catastrophe, there could be things that happen, but it's up to us. You say something about that. Well, it's, that's literally true. Um, new evidence from quantum physics suggests that there are multiple universes. And it's quite possible that there's a universe very much like the one we're inhabiting at this moment that's evolving without the positive outcome that we're expecting in this universe. Mm. So whether you're in the negative or the positive one really is up to you. We don't know enough about the true nature of reality to know whether what we're experiencing is the deep reality or just the surface reality. The evidence coming from quantum physics and string theory is that we're really just living on the surface of the pond and that the deeper reality where the true water, where the true reality is, is in the depths of the pond. So if that is in fact true, and of course this is a metaphor, then there is choice because you can choose to go deep into the pond and connect with the deeper reality or you can stay on the surface and be buffeted by the winds that that are blowing. And this is where there's so much importance for how you as an individual right in this moment are thinking because to some extent all of the trash <laughs> is the wind, whether, you know, the, the media, the, the, the emphasis on all the negative, the emphasis on, you know, greed, the emphasis on, you know, just get more money, get more this, get more that, and everything's going to be fine. Well, we know deep down that that's not true. Obviously, we need enough of everything to survive. We need, you know, good clean air, we need water, we need food, we need shelter, we need, you know, enough money to entertain ourselves, to be creative, but we don't need 
to stockpile, you know, Fort Knox worth of gold in each of our basements to have a sense of security. And the reality is that kind of security is a false security. Real security comes from a greater awareness and knowing of who you really are and how everything is ultimately interconnected. And yeah. as more people have this awareness, the actual behavior that we start exhibiting towards each other, even when we may be part of a group that is in conflict with another group, will start to diminish. And this is the real hope for the future. It's not in stockpiling more arms or stockpiling more technology or stockpiling anything or building, you know, better security or spending more money on, you know, I don't even want to talk about the airport situation. Yeah, please don't. (laughs) It's exasperating to me. But we, we need to change the consciousness of the, the mass of human beings, and right now that is happening. Whether it's 1% or 10%, I don't know, but it's a lot more than it was 30 years ago. And, it's, and, and this is what the quickening is. It's spreading quickly, and you're starting to see, even in mass media, I mean, you look at shows like American Idol, um, you know, tens of millions of people, and it's very inspiring, and, and the stories of individuals and, and people coming together, and, you know, that's a show with competition, and yet you see that the competitors are more friends than competitors. They respect and admire each other. And this is a new direction that I see, you know, in everything that's going on. And the hope really is with people under 20, under 30, because they're the ones who are going to be running the show before you know it. And if they start changing their consciousness, they, as they become leaders, will be in a position to make the large-scale changes that we must make if we're to survive with seven to eight billion people in the future on this planet. Yep. Yep. You know, and I'm wondering if you could, for the listeners and um, individuals listening, say a couple, just a couple things that people could start doing today to raise their consciousness, to find their own gang members. So something for well, the, indiv- the individual. Well, you know, the very first thing is go to the, the, the website, goldmotorcyclegang.com, and there's resources listed there, and there's even some exercises Jack has put up there for your own individual evolution. There's also connections in the book to the websites of many members of uh, Jack's organization of Trans- TLC, Transformational Leadership Council, and a lot of those individuals have programs that help people become aware of their ultimate being. And the whole idea of transformational leadership is to help people have transformational experiences because it's harder to transform through a passive act such as reading than an active act that gives you an aha moment. So there, there are people out there who can help you actually experience that. But you don't necessarily have to have the full transformational experience to start raising your consciousness. Yep. So we've connected you in this book. We have websites for HeartMath, for example. They are an incredible organization that has created devices that actually measure the resonance that happens when people focus on a common objective. And the good news is that you need fewer people focusing on the positive to counteract more people randomly focusing on the negative. Good thoughts actually have more energy than bad thoughts, and this is very reassuring. And they've actually been able to measure scientifically that the heart emits more energy than the brain. So we really are heart-centered beings. And as you learn, and, and HeartMath has all kinds of programs that help you lower the stress in your body and get more in touch with your heart and get more in touch with your feelings. And that really is the first place to start. 
when you get in touch with your breathing, when you get in touch with your emotions, and when you get control over your breathing and your emotions, you can start directing your future. Um, I would also say that our book, Tapping the Source, has a wonderful meditation technique that our, our co-author, John Selby, created after 30 years of work that can be learned in less than an hour and with five minutes practice a day can absolutely have an impact on your consciousness. So these are just a couple of things, and there's many other books and programs out there that people can discover. And if you're not into reading, that's okay, too. You can start just with walks on the beach, walks in nature, getting more in touch with the natural cycles of the day is a great place to start. That's wonderful. You know, it reminds me, I started meditating, doing transcendental meditation in the 70s, and I can remember that I was in New Zealand, and, um, and in, I lived in England as well, and they did studies in terms of the changes in a population in terms of the crime rate going down. Mm-hmm. The more people were meditating, and there were all these research studies done at that time, and so it, it reminds me of what you're saying. Well, it's true, and it doesn't even have to be. That's what I'm saying. I mean, like, obviously, if, you, if you're into meditation, that's fantastic, and you get into yoga, and you get into, you know, there's a lot of very specific things you can do, but I think it's even more important for people who don't resonate with any of these to realize that there are things they can do just on their own yep. without accepting anybody else's idea really of, true. of what is meaningful. Just breathing. We all breathe. We all yep. know that when you're in, under stress, taking a few deep breaths is helpful. We all know that sort of, like if you look at wrestlers, I used to be a wrestler, we used to shake our hands to get the energy going before the match. These little things work. They work, yep. and it's not about being in a wrestling match. Just in your daily day, if you're in a stressful situation with family or with, you know, coworkers, just taking a, a five-minute yes. jog or or standing in place and stretching. These little, you know, items can can do wonders for you. I, I yep. have the yep. good. We have sport. to we have to take okay. a break, Bill. Um, And we'll be right back with Bill Gladstone with more ideas about how to raise your consciousness and to have a harmonious planet. We'll be right back. This is the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Dr. Susan Allison is available online, by phone, and in person to help you heal whatever is no longer working in your life. You can go to her website at www.empoweredhealer.com or call her toll-free at 866-268-2121. Dr. Allison also has CDs and DVDs available on her website to empower you even more. You can listen to her voice guide you through meditations, visualizations, and exercises from her book, Empowered Healer. Her powerful book is available from Amazon, Barnes & Noble, Balboa Press, and from local bookstores. Begin today to gain the confidence, power, and ability to heal yourself. Visit EmpoweredHealer.com or call 866-268-2121. What are the benefits to combining modern science with ancient healing practices? For the answers, you'll want to tune into Frame of Mind with your host, Terry Sue. Each week, our program focuses on ways to live more holistically. By developing new ways of looking at our world, we can find ways to foster harmony and peace for the good of mankind and our planet. If we learn to live and think healthier, we begin to explore and focus on our strengths. 
Tune into Frame of Mind, Saturdays at 12 noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on 7th Wave Network. Be visionary. Be extraordinary. Be the change. This is the 7th Wave Channel on the Voice America Network. We are held in the hands of the goddess. We are held, we are held, we are held. You are tuned in to the Empowered Healer Show with Dr. Susan Allison. If you wish to speak to Dr. Allison or her guests this week, please call into the program at 1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. Or you can send an email to the Empowered Healer at Comcast.net. Now, back to the program. Welcome back. And hopefully you've been listening to the whole show. I've been talking with Bill Gladstone, who has just co-authored The Golden Motorcycle Gang with Jack Canfield. And we've been talking about how we each can raise our consciousness, uh, be happier, and uh, create a harmonious, more peaceful world. And so, Bill, I was going to ask you about that, about happiness, because that was that's one of the themes in the book in terms of, of our being happier. And I wondered if you could say something about, uh, that's, about that. Well, you know, my name is Gladstone, so, you know, that's a, that's a, <laughs> a real <laughs> hot point for me. I actually personally believe that the reason the universe exists is to experience joy. The higher consciousness you have, the more joy you experience. And the happier you are on a daily basis, the more aligned and in tune you are with the divine and at the highest level the divine itself enjoys exactly what we enjoy because we've been created if you will from the same cloth whether you're looking at the Kabbalah or you're looking at any of the ancient fundamental religious books which have been the basis of our major religions mm-hmm. the, 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 the concept of God having created all is at the very basis. We even, you know, go back to Adam and Eve. It was paradise from the beginning, and it is paradise always. So to experience joy and happiness is really the highest calling that any of us can have. Now, of course, it gets more complicated because there are certain individuals who, you know, find a way to experience joy at the expense of others. That is not aligned with the kind of happiness and joy that I'm talking about. Uh, true joy is independent of the suffering of others. Your joy should not involve the suffering of others. Mm-hmm. But to, to experience joy is very simple. Just breathing is where it starts. Just enjoying the miracle of being alive. We created a movie called Tapping the Source in which the fundamental question I asked each of the 130 people we interviewed was, what is your source of happiness, and how do you stay connected to it on a daily basis? And I highly recommend uh, it's available through Amazon and I think in selected video stores. Just viewing a copy of Tapping the Source, you can't help but walk away from that film in which we have over 112 people that we actually used in the film explaining their own ways of being happy. What we found was that having a sense of gratitude 
and finding ways to be of service to others were the two most important qualities that these 120 people from all walks of life, most of them very successful, but also some unknown people, found for experiencing joy. And we just got back from a tour of Germany where the film has been uh, dubbed into German, and we're finding that it's universal uh, in, in every country we've been so far. People have really resonated to the message of the film. And this same message is at the basis of both my novel, The Twelve, and of the book that Jack and I wrote, The Golden Motorcycle Gang. And it really is not that hard to be happy. Um, it starts with your mental attitude. You can look at the glass half full. You can look at the glass half empty. I strongly encourage people to look at the glass half full. That doesn't mean that you ignore that which is not working in your individual life. And, you know, there's reasons to be unhappy for all of us. You can wake up with physical ailments. You can have business losses. You can have relationship failures. It's not ignoring these or pretending that they don't happen, but it's what you do when they happen that ultimately will determine whether you find lasting happiness or go about <laughs> your life just feeling that you're a victim and that, you know, this being alive is not such a great thing. I can assure you it is a very great thing. Having had a near-death experience, despite the fact that out of body, one is actually in a more blissful state. It's not the same level of concrete happiness that we experience as human beings. And I'm writing a new novel now called The Thirteenth Apostle, The Descent into Heaven, in which I'm actually positing that the creator gods descend into heaven because being a human being is actually the ultimate joy even for a spiritual being that has no limits to their mortality. Wow. You know, one of my teachers actually said that in her experience uh, channeling and uh, meditating, she was in touch with this message that there are many, many spirits that really want to embody. They really want to come into bodies and that we're so lucky that we have been embodied and that we're alive right now uh, to be change makers and be able to help the transformation of the planet. I, I totally resonate with that, and I believe it's true, and, and I, it's confirmed by other people that I've been fortunate to spend time with. It's a very, very special time on this planet. We are, in fact, ending a 26,000-year cycle. That is unbelievable, 26,000 years, and we happen to be in human form at this particular moment. It's no accident. We all have a role to play in ensuring that the next 26,000 years, which has been prophesized by many cultures, including the Vedas of India, the Tibetans, the Hopi, the Hawaiian, the Mayan, as a lighter, more golden cycle in which there'll be less focus on the purely egotistical materialism and a focus more on communal values and what we often call spiritual values. And it's not that we won't be able to enjoy our bodies and enjoy the physicality of being human, which is the miracle of being alive, but mm -hmm. it's that we'll have it tempered with a greater balance and a greater sense that the human experience is a continuum of experience. It's not an isolated from, you know, birth to death, 90 years, 80 years, whatever your human life is going to be, but it's an experience that is part of your spiritual experience, and as a spirit being, 
there is no end. We really are eternal beings. And it's a very hard idea to grasp because we always are thinking in terms of limits. And there is no limit to any of us. And once we're aware of this, it totally changes the way we interact with ourselves and with others. Mm, Yep. Yep, yep. And that leads me to Barbara Marks Hubbard's five questions that are in the Golden Motorcycle Gang, a couple places so people can read them. But, you know, what we were just talking about in terms of coming in at this time as a soul and, you know, that there's a reason for us to be here. And I don't know if you have the five questions. Yeah, I, have. I have them right in front of me because on some level for the spiritual message of the book, these are the this is the reason the book was written. And I say this for two reasons. One, I did not know of Barbara's five questions when I wrote the first draft of the book, nor did Jack. And wow. what's remarkable is that the five questions that Barbara had through a totally independent experience are so attuned to Jack's experience as a member of the Golden Motorcycle Gang and my own experience. And what happened with Barbara is when we sent her the manuscript for her review, she, on that very day, was going through journals that she had kept, personal journals, and came across these five questions. So again, through pure synchronicity, we ended up with these five questions. And I'll just read them and and review them if we have a few minutes here. Yeah. The first is, what do you know of the original plan? And you have to understand, Barbara had her vision while she was being regressed, and she saw herself going back first. She was, I think, 70 at the time. and went back every year. She, she sort of asked what was most important about that year in her life, and then she went back to conception and then before conception. And she reached this vision of being in a place that had, it was like the Elysian Fields, she described mm-hmm. it, and all of the great philosophers of Greece were there, Plato and Aristotle and all these great thinkers. And she saw herself with other beings sort of on this ledge getting ready to jump back into onto planet Earth. And these were the questions that she was told that she would bring back at the right time to ask the people of the Earth. And so the first is, what do you know of the original plan? So you may not know anything about the original plan. That's okay. Some people actually can go back and have this sense that there's an actual plan for the evolution of this planet and this solar system and this galaxy. So some people have that knowingness. Two, do you have any memory of having volunteered to be of service to Earth at this particular time? Some people have very specific memories along this line. I actually did not. So Mm -hmm. not having a yes to this does not mean you're not a member of the Golden Motorcycle Gang. For those who do remember, three, if so, do you remember your contract? Some people remember, as does Barbara, her specific contract, but she, in her preconception as a human being state, remembered contracting to do. Question four, and this applies to everyone, and now we're at the, the level where it doesn't really matter what your answers to the first three questions were. What do you do best in the world that only you can do? This is really the key question. There is something that each and every one of us is able to do and that only we can do. And whether that's raising a child, the specific child that you may have if you're a mother or a father, or a specific task in a creative project or in a normal work situation, there is something that you can do that gives you joy to do and that you do well. 
and that contributes to the whole. And that leads to the fifth question, which is, what are you to do now, and what tools or resources do you need to do it? Let's stop there. Let's stop there, Bill. We need to take a break. Okay. So number five, everybody be thinking about it during the break, and we'll talk about it more when we get back. We'll be right back. The 7th Wave Channel on the Voice America Network. Is there a difference between dream work and intuition? The relationship is closer than you think. These are mutually supportive concepts. When you dream, your intuition serves as a foreshadow of the future and can bring rapid results through dream analysis. Tune in to The Partnership of Intuition and Dreams with your host, Dr. Marcia Emery. Explore this unique relationship and learn to understand how the symbolism of dreams can be clarified. Listen every Thursday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time, 8 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Dr. Susan Allison is available online, by phone, and in person to help you heal whatever is no longer working in your life. You can go to her website at www.empoweredhealer.com or call her toll-free at 866-268-2121. Dr. Allison also has CDs and DVDs available on her website to empower you even more. You can listen to her voice guide you through meditations, visualizations, and exercises from her book, Empowered Healer. Her powerful book is available from Amazon, Barnes & Noble, Balboa Press, and from local bookstores. Begin today to gain the confidence, power, and ability to heal yourself. Visit EmpoweredHealer.com or call 866-268-2121. The Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Seek greater awareness. hands of the goddess we are held we are held we are held you are tuned in to the empowered healer show with dr susan allison if you wish to speak to dr allison or her guests this week please call into the program at 1-866-472-5795 that's 1-866-472 5795 or you can send an email to the empowered healer at comcast.net now back to the program welcome back and hopefully you've been listening to the whole show but if you just tuned in i'm with william gladstone author of the 12 and the golden motorcycle gang and we're talking about the golden motorcycle gang and we're talking about the five questions that Barbara Marks Hubbard uh, came up with in a very spiritual experience that she had that she's now passing on to everyone in the book. And Bill had left off on number five. You want yeah, to number five it? is really the key question. Yeah. It doesn't matter what your answers were to the previous four. This is the question you need to really ask and answer for yourself. What are you to do now, and what tools or resources do you need to do it? The reality is you, like everyone else, are here for a reason. And the universe is supporting that reason. That's the whole reason you were created. So you need to ask the universe. I mean, if there's a specific, you know, I need 
to borrow a truck to replant some trees or something, you know, that's an easy resource and you know where to go to ask and you have somebody hopefully in your network. But at the higher level, really go into a meditation and ask, what do you really need? What are the resources you really need? So often people think they just need money. Money is, you know, sometimes what is needed, but often not. And often you can achieve great things with very little money. But you might need help. You might need other people who share your goal. And one of the great things about the Internet and our new communications revolution is you can find these people easily. Almost any topic, you just go in, you Google, you find it, and you start connecting, Facebook, you know, and everything else. So be very conscious in asking this question and ask at the deepest level, what do you need to accomplish your higher purpose? And those resources are available, and you will find them. You may have to do some work to find them. Not everything is just given. I mean, what would be the point if, you know, there was no effort involved? There is effort, but it is not meant to be difficult. And as long as you keep a positive outlook and keep your eye on the ball, keep your focus, you will achieve your goals. And there is no question, but your individual goals are linked to other people's goals, linked to community goals, national goals, and together this is how we actually can progress as a human family to solve the problems which need to be solved. Mm, I totally agree with you. And I also wanted to reemphasize to the listeners number four, which is what do you do best in the world that only you can do? And that's the one that really resonates with me, and I have pretty much figured that out, but I know that there's there's some pieces I want to look at um, further further thought and and uh, meditation and it on over time. For example, for many years, I really did feel, and I still do feel, that you know my particular talent at being an agent, being someone who could sort of very quickly analyze projects and find you know the right home for them, was a unique gift that I had that you know was benefiting obviously the clients, benefiting me, my family, and benefiting the readers. And then, you know, I also always felt I had a particular talent for writing. And, you know, now I'm spending more and more of my time writing and also speaking. And so, you know, what our unique talents are do change over time as does our focus and our circumstances. But wherever you are at this point in life, there is something for everyone. And it is when you're doing something that you know is unique to you that you are going to receive your most enjoyment and your most pleasure. And I will guarantee that in almost every case, whatever your unique talent is will be of service to others. And it is by being of service to others that you really experience the largest joy that you can experience because joy is something that is communal. It's not limited just to your own unique experience. That's so true. And this really ties to what we were saying earlier about happiness because I think if people are doing something that they feel joy in doing, you know, it's almost like when we were kids, you know, and we were, we were so excited and so joyful about something and we forgot about dinner. We forgot about everything and we were so immersed in it. That's what I've noticed is that and with my clients as well, helping them find what it is that they get so immersed in and they're like a child. They're so excited and feeling so much joy and then to share that with others. And, You're absolutely right. I have a a niece that is five years old, and she just loves to run. She runs at the beach. I can't believe how fast she is. She outruns me. But she is just so, she's like pure nature. You know, there's no, 
there's no think he's just in the pure joy of movement and breathing and and I'll say something else you know I've been watching this year's American Idol I, I, I mentioned it earlier and it really is the best group I think of contestants they've ever had I think the judges have confirmed that and what you'll notice in the really great performances is when one of the singers is in pure joy is not even thinking about the competition not even thinking about the results and they're just in that pure joy of sharing their gift that's yep. the greatest performance and the greatest joy for them and for the audience. It's so true. And that's something for people today to take away is is to be in your joy and then to be of service and share that with others. And I think that's that's the highest. I wanted to just have you say a little bit about the birthday celebration. Uh since I know Barbara especially is is focused on that right now, but the birth 2012 day. Absolutely. Well, you're going to you're going to hear more about that cuz I think you're going to have Barbara on the show and she I has am. a new birth book Birth 2012 yep. and some of the plans are coming into place. In the Golden Motorcycle Gang, we do mention some of the other groups, the Pachamama Alliance, the Unify Earth Now and and you need to go to the website. I don't have all these websites memorized, but there's lots of of organizations that are participating in creating what we hope will be the largest joyful celebration in the history of planet earth and it will literally be on december 22nd the day after the end of the mayan calendar the beginning of the new 26,000 year cycle day one earth one new earth and we want a party that's going to rock the socks off it's a pure party and it's joyful and it's in you know hopefully thousands if not hundreds of thousands of different locations with tens if not hundreds of millions of people participating think of you know sort of the end of the 2000 millennium, but, you know, it's 13 times as big or 26 times as big because we're ending a 26,000-year cycle. And the difference is that there's, we want to bring consciousness to it. So in addition to great music and food and partying, we want people to recognize that we are all one, that we're all going to survive together. We all have just survived, so we can, we can celebrate that the world did not end as the doomsayers are telling us it's supposed to. So, number one, there's a celebration just for being here. But more importantly, there's also a celebration because we're going to use this day, hopefully, to have a reunion, ongoing birthdays, if you will, every year on December 22nd going forward, where we check in with each other on the progress that we've made in the previous year. And that mm-hmm. the day after the party, we're not going to wake up with hangovers, but we're going to wake up with enthusiasm and new friends that we've made either physically, depending on those who can get to some of these celebratory sites, or at least through websites, which will be broadcasting some of the celebrations and creating um what Barbara Marks Hubbard calls her wheel of synergy, which was her original concept of the peace room, but now something that can be for everyone, not just for a government. In fact, we think avoiding the government is probably the best way to be successful. And having people come together with their specific passions in areas of health and education and economics and whatever they're seeing as the primary problem that they would like to solve. And so we're talking about a new earth and we're talking about a new way of, of solving problems. Wonderful. Wonderful, Bill. And people can go to uh, goldenmotorcyclegang.com and can follow you on Twitter and Facebook. 
Mm-hmm. And they can like your Golden Motorcycle Gang book page. And, Bill, it's been so wonderful having you on the show again. And I look forward to the next book, and I'll have you on again then. Okay. Well, we're just in the beginning of the writing, so it may be another year for the fossil. <laughs> but I, I'm having wait. fun with it, and I'm learning things as I'm writing. So Okay, I, wonderful. Thanks again, and you, ha- you just take care and have a beautiful rest of your evening. Okay, you too. Thanks so much for Bye-bye. having me on your show. Oh, you're very welcome. So, and thanks to all of you, of course, my listeners, for being here today. Next week, my guest is Wendy Gale, who is a gifted healer, psychic, and channel. And you can call in next week for a free reading. And so, until then, this is Dr. Susan Allison. This is the Empowered Healer Show. And as usual and always, I wish you the highest good. Thank you again for listening to the Empowered Healer Show. Please join your host, Dr. Susan Allison, again next Thursday afternoon at 5 p.m. Eastern Time, 2 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Until then, have an empowering and fulfilling week. We are held.